You're listening to the Eltham Baptist Church Podcast. Is this loud enough? (laughs) Alright, I'll start by saying that you should never tell God or anyone else that you can't do something as it's likely that God will at some stage push you out of your comfort zone. I'd always told people that I could never speak in public and not only am I standing here tonight but I've had to get used to talking in front of many TV cameras and microphones shoved in my face and all sorts of things. Um, Many of you at least know um, parts of my story. In brief, my 22-year-old daughter, Akaya, was shot and killed by her ex-partner in October 2013. In April this year, we went through a four-week trial and her perpetrator, Nelson, was only convicted of manslaughter rather than murder. Despite a lengthy history of domestic violence, assaults, court appearances and prison sentences, Last week he was sentenced to nine and a half years in prison with a minimum of six years, 11 months. Whilst there is so much I can speak about in terms of the way God has provided and been our source of comfort and hope through such a tragedy, I've been asked particularly to speak on one aspect and that is how I came to forgive him. On the 18th of June we attended a plea hearing which is where victims, family members or friends can, can submit or read out victim impact statements describing how the crime has affected them. As a part of my victim impact statement, which I read out, I looked up towards Nelson at the back of the court and told him that I forgave him, and also that I didn't hold any grudges against his parents. This statement in particular grabbed a lot of people's attention, and the judge made comments about this both at the hearing and at the sentencing last week, saying that he had never heard anyone else say that in his court before. In thinking about what forgiveness means, I looked up some meanings. The first one said, forgiveness is the intentional and voluntary process by which a victim undergoes a change in feelings and attitude regarding an offence and lets go of negative emotions such as vengefulness with an increased ability to wish the offender well. The second one said, forgiveness is a decision to let go of resentment and thoughts of revenge. The act that hurt or offended you might always remain a part of your life, but forgiveness can lessen its grip on you and help you focus on other more positive parts of your life. Forgiveness can even lead to feelings of understanding, empathy and compassion for the one who hurt you. Forgiveness doesn't mean that you deny the other person's responsibility for hurting you and it doesn't minimise or justify the wrong. You can forgive the person without excusing the act. Forgiveness brings a kind of peace that helps you go on with life. And what are the benefits of forgiving someone? Letting go of grudges and bitterness can make way for happiness, health and peace. The process I went through in coming to the point of forgiving Nelson was a slow process. It began with the fact that I just didn't hold the same amount of anger towards him as other people did. Whereas some of Rakaia's friends would have liked to get into jail and do away with him themselves, I just didn't hold that sort of anger. I spent time and still do spend time grieving for Rakaia, but have never dwelt much on Nelson at all. I came to the point after much thought about what it meant to forgive of being outwardly able to say to others that I had forgiven him. Sometime later I attended the Freedom in Christ series and as part of that, the day seminar we came to, we had to write down the names of the people we needed to forgive. Although I said I'd forgiven him, it was another thing to actually write down on paper and it took quite a while for me to be able to write that down, but it felt like a release. Of course, during the trial, there were a lot of emotional ups and downs, and we didn't agree with the verdict, but I still had a peace that God was in control. 
I had known all along that the opportunity to forgive Nelson publicly was going to be a perfect opportunity to let God's glory sh be shown through me, especially considering the media attention. I had two media people ring me the day after the plea hearing, specifically asking me if they could ask about my forgiveness statement, one being from a newspaper and the other an opportunity to do an interview on the project. The final step in the forgiveness process and perhaps the biggest breakthrough in my heart was being able to pray for Nelson's salvation. Andrea had mentioned this idea to me on a number of occasions and I had to say that it, I was not at the point of being able to do that yet. Um, isn't it great that you have friends, friends that encourage and challenge you sometimes? <laughs> um, however, once the trial was over and I realised that Nelson wouldn't spend much time in prison, I knew that the only thing left to do was to pray for his salvation, as otherwise he was likely to get out and do the same thing again. The only hope that he will fully change is the miracle that God can do in his life, for God to break through that harsh and abusive nature and heal him from the inside out. Even this morning I was challenged when it came to writing down the things we needed God to break through. I wrote down the ones that were obvious, but was challenged by Brett into thinking of the less obvious, and Nelson came to mind. And I thought, really, God? <laughs> Again? <laughs> but I had to add him to the list. <laughs> In my interview with Carrie Bickmore from the project, she asked me how I knew that I had really forgiven Nelson, and I guess I can compare how I feel with the definitions I read before and say that, yes, I can relate to those things. One important thing I wanted others to know was that in forgiving, it doesn't mean that I'm justifying what he did. Far from it. As far as justice on this earth goes, he deserved to get many more years in prison. However, God is the ultimate judge of us all, including him and including me. I answered Carrie in two ways. The first was to say that I was a Christian and that I believed that God forgives us as we forgive others. It says in Matthew 6, 14 to 15, For if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. And Mark 11.25, And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive him, so that your Father in heaven may forgive you your sins. The second way I answered was to say that I felt peace in my heart, that in forgiving him, it released all the bitterness and rage that would only harm me, not him. I've seen anger destroy families and I chose not to let that happen to me, especially as I have two other children I still need to be there for. But I think it's more than just peace, it's actually God's peace. And it's the Holy Spirit within me that doesn't allow any hatred in my heart. Sometimes it's like my mind is telling me that I should be ranting and raving and hating him, but my heart doesn't let me feel like that. In fact, I think I have more empathy for Nelson than anyone, which from a worldly view viewpoint would be impossible. But we know that with God he can break through even the hardest of hearts and he can do what seems to be impossible. If any of you are wondering if God can use you, be assured that he can. If he can use someone like me through such a great tragedy, he can also use you for his good purposes. The motto on a card I like to hand out says, God can turn a mess into a message, a test into a testimony, a trial into a triumph, and a victim into a victory. All glory be to God. You've been listening to the Eltham Baptist Church podcast. If you'd like to hear more or simply pay us a visit, go to www.elthambaptist.net.